Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Defense! Defense! All the hard work, let's go! College football today. Getting rolling into week number eight right here on College Football Today. Joe Lisi, Rich Sermonello, Gabe Morenci, and former Cincinnati Bearcat and New York Giants Sam Garns We spoke about the Washington State-Oregon battle with Jamie Heath from Sports Brokers. When you look at this matchup, Washington State has won the last three games over Oregon by 19.3 points per game. Picked up this win last year, 33-10 over the Ducks in Eugene. I like Washington State here. I think the physicality on the defensive side of the ball. Tracy Clay's in that defense. No, no, Joe, you were right. I mocked you in September. (laughs) Clay's has done a very good job. He's picked up where Alex Grinch has left off. They're they're very chaotic. They're disruptive on defense. Gabe mentioned the spot, and I get it. But the spot is just pulling me to Pullman. There's too much. It's the Pullman pull. It's the Pullman pull. It's the opposite of the bush push, I guess, right? <laughs> uh, the, the spot here is impossible to ignore. Just think about this. Let me just make my case real quickly as to why Washington State's one of my best bets. Okay. Oregon, emotional win over their yep. hated rival. Game they should have lost. Go to overtime. They win that game. Emotional, emotional home game. Now they go on the road. Everybody's saying, hey, maybe Oregon's a team to beat in the Pac-12. Okay, so they're dealing with that. Washington State, this historic game with ESPN game day showing up. The crowd, like we've never seen before on the Palouse. It's going to be off un- of a bye. They've had two weeks to prepare. And, oh, by the way, they have covered eight straight over Oregon. They've won ten straight. At, at Martin Stadium, to me, there's too much heading in this yeah. direction. I think Oregon and Myro Cristobal's done a great job, but one of their best offensive line, Panay Sewell, yep. the left tackle, hurt. is out for this right. game. So that disruption of Clay, uh, Tracy Clay's, I think, becomes a problem. I have to take Washington yeah. State. It's the place. physicality for me, Gabe. I mean, here's the thing: minus Justin Herbert, they that defense wore down the offensive line, and more importantly, it's double emotional games. Uh, Rich mentioned it. Washington, even though they lost that battle, they beat up the Ducks on the interior. Washington State doesn't get enough credit for the physicality, both offensively and defensively. One thing we got to bring up, too, from a gaming perspective, guys, we talked about Michigan State's dominance in the series and a rivalry. Washington State have covered eight straight games in this series. He just said it, yeah. Yeah, So they've won three straight. They've won three straight outright, covered eight straight. You know, I wonder how much I'm going to – I'm going to play contrarian here and just sort of play the the devil's advocate that the kids are over last week, that physically they're young, Oregon have depth. They've actually got their wide receiver back as well uh, coming back uh, this week, the Ducks uh, do. Yeah, you know, and and Sam was talking about sometimes playing at home can be a detriment. I like similar situation. I actually like the Giants this week going on the road because I think they're going to be better off away from home. I think uh, you get the Cougars here at home. Ton of pressure for the college game day. The Ducks feel that they're better. I know to us, they're still trying to build themselves up, but the Ducks have that pedigree and swagger that I think that they can overcome. 
you know, to me, Washington State are good, uh, but they're not great. I think the Ducks have more talent and will be able to get this done. Well, here's the thing that I want to ask Sam, too. Perception. You talk about perception. I think the perception is all over Oregon in this matchup. Everybody's looking and enamored that they beat Everybody's their... betting Washington State. That's why it's, it's a hipster bet. I don't it's think a it's hipster a hipster bet. bet. How is it a hipster bet when everybody bet Oregon last week and won? It's a hipster bet this week. It's one of the spots. It's the same thing. I don't like comparing NFL. I don't NFL. think hipsters know where Pullman thing, is. Do they? It's the same thing with like the Chicago Bears tomorrow against the Patriots. It's the same type of point spread. It's two and a half. Everybody you talk to likes the Bears. The spot. The situation. Everybody thinks they're smart because they know that Oregon played overtime last week. So what? They're kids. They're going to get over that. Justin Herbert is on a mission to be the number one pick taken. He's on a mission to try to get these guys into the college football playoff. No one's taking the Ducks seriously, to be honest, Joe. No one, after the Ducks won, everyone's like, well, there goes the Pac-12. No one for the Pac-12 is going to make it now. Why can't the Ducks make it to the playoffs? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm curious to see the atmosphere. I'm curious to see because USC has been into Pullman and and come out with a loss in recent years, and they were a more physical team. It's a tough place to play. Very tough. Sam, when you look at the defensive matchup in this battle, playing an up-tempo type of offense with five wide and where they're going to run it, you know, every 15 seconds, how does that put a wear and tear as a defensive back having to defend the whole game 60 minutes. Well, one thing you know, you're going to have to make a lot of open field tackles, and that is tough. You know, you I think a lot of people say hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do, but to me, tackling someone that's like 5'11", 230 pounds that can either run through you or run over you in open field is one of the toughest things to do yeah, in I try, sports. I'd rather, as an outsider here, Sam, I'd rather try to hit a baseball than tackle a running back it's, coming it's, at me. It's really difficult because they're trying to get in the end zone, and you're trying to stop them from getting in the end zone, except they, they got 53 yards of width. In front of them. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I think Washington State wins this game. I, I think 17. I, I think they wear them down late. Joey Saints, double digits. What, by 17? Yeah, why not? Around I mean, them. Yeah, I, I, they're at home. Your new I, nickname should be alternate spread. Well, here's that's what you can bet, I, like alternate spread. Yeah, I bet there's you alternate, do bet alternate spread. spread I do. Don't you? I, I, yeah, I do. I love the alternate spread. I did it in baseball, actually, with uh, uh, Tampa Bay. And uh, Boston Red Sox when I was in Vegas playing Hawaii. I actually took the alternate spread. Uh, Tampa Bay was plus 140 on the money line. But laying a run and a half, they were, they were plus 265. All right, let me check some them. numbers here. I'm going to check some numbers just for, just for the fun of it. We'll throw out some alternate numbers yeah. here for Joey Double D. Yeah, hey, like somebody I'll tell you, I'll, so I'll, you're I'll, saying Michigan. Well, Michigan. See, I think Michigan wins by 14. <laughs> I, and, I, and that's one of my best bets of the day. I'm all in with Michigan to me. They are a legitimate team. I picked them at the start of the year, but they're playing like that type of team, not just defensively. Offensive line is really starting to wear down opponents. And say what you would about uh, Wisconsin. That was a Wisconsin defense that was still only allowing 130 rushing yards. Michigan win by 14. Sorry, Sam. Michigan win by 14 plus 175. Yeah, why not? Plus 175. If you think they're going to win by seven, why wouldn't you take – yeah, why would? But my point is, I, how are they going to beat them? By come on, I'm a Michigan how? fan. And, and, because by, it's in, in college Lansing, football. I will say That's this: how. if you think about Michigan when they played Notre Dame, it was really one half when Notre Dame dominated them. Yeah. After that first half, Michigan's been the better team. And that was Shane the Patterson's year. first game as Wolverine. Correct. That was his first chance to go out there and show what he got, and he's probably a little bit nervous. Yeah. But after he got the nerves out of him, they play a lot better mm, from yeah. then since on. Yeah, we'll see. I think it's I think it's a 17 point win. I, again, if you want to take a shot with Washington State. I think it's high scoring. I think there'll be a lot of points. Uh, you think high scoring as well? Well, I, these two teams, yeah. I have to. Yeah. I have to. I, I don't know what the number is in terms of under over, but I, I have to think there'll be a lot of points. Yeah, a lot up a, and down. Yeah, well, we'll I see. think one thing Oregon got going for them is 
Uh, they both have great quarterbacks, mm-hmm. but they have C.J. Vernell. I think that's yeah. his name. Yeah. Yep. And I think C.J. Vernell, and he's had 100 yards every game, and that's something that you got to be prepared yeah. for. And the running backs in the short-intermediate passing game, I mean, that's Washington what State Lee, does a good job yeah. of getting those guys involved. Uh, in the one-on-one passing. opportunity. Sure. So James that'll Williams. Be, yep, yeah, that'll yeah. be the matchup to see play out against smaller linebackers and nickelbacks in that matchup. We'll turn our attention to the Big 12 battle. Oklahoma on the road in Fort Worth to face TCU. TCU team sitting at 3-3 three and three overall. Oklahoma has dominated this series in recent years, won five of the last six by 11.8 points per game. They won both matchups last year in Norman and in the Big 12 championship game. Oklahoma hasn't lost back-to-back games since 1999. Now, granted, that was with uh, Bob Stoops at the helm. I first, this, first year, I think, yeah, right? I think his this, debut. Yeah, I think this is a perfect spot for TCU. I still like the way their defense is playing, Rich. I think they push them to the limit. I think they win a high-scoring battle, 45-40. It's make it or break it for Gary Patterson. And, unless Trevon Boykin has eligibility that I'm unaware I of. I think he's arrested, actually. I think I just saw him on the way to the station. He was punching a cop. <laughs> well, so, well, listen, so I, I, I think – if we can get him on probation and bring him into this game, because Sean Robinson has been off inconsistent, and I know it's the Oklahoma defense. Right. I don't expect Ruffin McNeil to be a miracle worker, but in talking to people at Oklahoma, Mike Stoops' message just was not resonating any longer. So I, I think you still have the personnel the same. You're not going to be changing schemes midseason defensively. But hearing from Ruffin McNeil, maybe these kids play a little bit better. TCU offensively has not impressed me. Let me throw a stat out to you, which shocked me when I read it. Gary Patterson in Fort Worth last 16 games mm. against 500. the spread, two and 14. Yeah. So, so there's no home field advantage here. I'm going to say this right now. Oklahoma has lost its last game of the regular season. I think they sweep the rest of the schedule, beat Texas in the Big 12 title game. I think they win the Big 12 championship. Kyler Murray's on a mission, yes. a la Tim Tebow. He's going to come out. He won't ransack the TCU defense because TCU is still good defensively. I think they win this game. You ready? Yeah, God. By double digits. Whoa! I agree. I'm, I'm right there with you. Richie Sizzle. I'm right there with Richie you. Richie Sizzle. I'm going to agree. Well, here's the thing. Now I know I'm right. No, I'm not <laughs> going to agree. <laughs> here's, the th- here's the thing that I wanted to bring up because it was posed to me last night, and I really feel strong about it. We put Lincoln Riley in this elite category because of last year getting them to the playoff. I don't think he's an elite head coach. Yeah, just with, wait. Just with wait. Baker Mayfield. Yes, with Baker Mayfield. He is an elite what? offensive mind. Yes. I'll say but, that. But, but, but when I said I think the coaching advantage, head coaching advantage, still goes to Gary sure, Patterson yeah. in this battle. They said, no, you're crazy because how could you say that? He he took him to the college no, football No, no, Gary playoff. Patterson is a more He's still a raw head coach. head coach. Let's be yeah, honest. He got outcoached by Kirby Smart. But what wins in college football, Joe? Talent. Yeah, talent. Who's got the better talent? Correct. This is what it comes Correct. down to, to me. But here. when you have a senior quarterback that completes seventy-one percent of his passes, you can make oh, up. Oh, I know. For, I know. You can not to mention for, Orlando Jones's kid there, Orlando Brown's kid. Right. That was, uh, yeah, like. Right. You know, so I'm just saying. I just wanted to. I just wanted to get your sentiment with that because again, he's he's no, that, a good, that's, that's a a good head dunk. coach, but he's not this elite head well, coach. Let's be honest. That, the, the jury's still out, Joe. Yeah, of course. The jury's still out. It's the second early. year. Listen, yeah. if, he, if you can't judge a guy who played with another guy's if, players, if, we're going to judge Lincoln Riley in three, three years, four years. But we see correct. him coaching with the kids that he totally recruits. understood. And I think he'll be a very good yes, coach. Yes. I, I think the potential is be. there. But at this point, oh, in I his agree. Career, no, you're you're 100 you know, right. Listen, well, if you're playing in the Big 12, if you're playing in the Big 12, you have to 
be able to score points. Right. And TCU in its last three Big 12 games. Inconsistent. 47 right. points, including 14 against Texas Tech. Everybody is hailing David Gibbs, the right. Texas Tech defensive coordinator. Yeah, I know. David yeah. Gibbs has been okay. Yeah. Well, you recall, Rich. I mean, he's been yeah. middle if you guys remember, you know, one of the first weeks of the year, maybe it was week two or whatever, I bet on TCU. We laid the 21, the lightning game. Against SMU? The, the Friday night against right. SMU. It was a delay. TCU ended up winning. If you didn't watch the game, you look at the box score in the morning. I look, TCU won 48, whatever. Easy win for TCU. It really wasn't. No. And remember, I noted, I said, man, this Robinson kid's got a hard time throwing the ball, Rich. I remember talking about it in the morning. I said, I don't want, I don't like picking on college quarterbacks right. and picking on kids, but I said, this kid's going to have a hard time in, in spots when you're not playing SMU and you just don't have the better talent. And they don't have the better talent here. And Oklahoma yep. are going to be an angry team right. coming off a bye. That was my point. They don't lose back-to-back games, Oklahoma, in, in here. That's my point right there. I feel like Oklahoma's coming to this game off a bye week after a loss to Texas with big chip on their shoulder. You know, we talked about going a year with losing to a team, but a week off after losing a game that you expected, everybody expected you to win. That really gets you too, and they're going to come into this game with a chip on the shoulder. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, I, I expect Oklahoma to I think come Oklahoma out. Rose, I'll be uh, double D here. Uh, well, here's I'm, what I look at. I'll just throw in a couple of stats. I mean, 30% third down defense for TCU, 17 total sacks, and you look at Oklahoma's defense as a whole, they're allowing 156 rushing yards on the ground, and more importantly, 265 through the air to opposing quarterbacks. Mm. Again, Sean Robinson, you said it, nine touchdowns, eight interceptions, very, very inconsistent. But to me, this is their bowl game. I mean, if you're going to get TCU's best shot, the pressure's on. They lost the Thursday night game, a little, a couple of extra days of preparation, and Gary Patterson as an underdog. I'll take that scenario. I think they get a high-scoring victory. I guess uh, do you want to bang off a couple of games now? We want to do it on the other side because we're falling behind. We got a lot of questions and jump, jump in. Um, We have a few minutes till the break. All right, let's let's go rapid fire. We got a couple of minutes. Uh, so uh, Buffalo, Buffalo Bulls. Our boy James Ross asking about like the Buffalo the Bulls game. I love Toledo there. I think the speed team going up against Tyree Jackson. If they put the pressure on Buffalo's Toledo offense, Toledo a bit of disappointment this year to me. Who last Toledo. week against Eastern Michigan was yeah. a good example. Right? I still like Toledo. They're playing at home in that ball game. I, I just think that they could force the tempo on Buffalo. If Buffalo falls behind, I don't have a lot of confidence in that offense. Sam, you were talking about how kids don't like playing against the military academies because you know. You're going to get exposed on tape in the, in the team meeting because this guy, man, man, how come he didn't get in front of this? Because that kid's a little That's sergeant a coming at me. You, when you're facing Army or Navy or one of those teams like that, you know that I don't care what the score is and there's five minutes left in the game, they're going to be coming hard as if it was the game just started. They're going to play, give you their best the whole game, and it's Miami, tough to deal Ohio, with. Ohio, and Army. I'm against everybody. I like Miami. Oh, yeah, I love cross. Army. One of my best bets I, yeah. of the day. Yeah, not one of oh, my Army best bets. Army and Jeff Monken has done just such a remarkable job. Cross-country doesn't worry you from San Francisco last week? No, not for Army kids. Yeah. Army kids are different. The, the makeup is a lot yeah. different. I don't think they're moving. Rutgers, like Northwestern, we joke uh, about Rutgers. Rutgers are, as someone in the chat saying, a dumpster fire. They've covered one number. They're getting worse, Sam, on a yeah, weekly basis. Hot, it's I got Northwestern without even looking. Yeah, yeah. but that's the hot. Just, <laughs> really, I just, well, you don't care what the number is. I just know what I know about Rutgers. I'm going with Northwestern. Yeah, here's the thing They're about 20, North- This is the biggest favorite Northwestern's yeah. ever been in their history. What is the, the number? 20, 20 and a half. 20 and a half. It can win by 21. Never, I just can't think take. about that, Rich. Northwestern have never been 20 and a half They've point road favorites in their lives. They come to play every week. That's one thing about them. That just tells you, and I understand the Vegas angle on that, but you're talking about a Rutgers team that got blown out by Maryland. I don't like the game. I would suggest not betting it. It's but a tough I one, late 20 and a half. I can't go against Northwestern's defense, especially in They're run support. They're going to roll them. 
You know, you guys the hear the story about Rutgers. the duffel bag boy in Vegas? Uh, yeah, well, he was right. I told you he he's was been, right. He's been fading Rutgers on a weekly basis. Yeah, but this guy's dropping 100K a week, week against he, Rutgers. And I he's said killing Army it. was oh, the pick. Do you remember smart. he bet Army? He's just yeah, betting against Rutgers. Against San Jose. Yes. And they, the, the, the public he faded him. He was on Army him. last week, and too. He, and, the, and the public faded him. It, it opened up at 16 and a half. They dumped it to 14 and a half. And he was right. They I, won I, by, well, like four or five touchdowns. Here's one in Sands yeah, Wheelhouse. Yeah. Temple and Cincinnati. Yeah, we're going to get to that game. I like Temple. Uh, I, know I do, too. A lot of people have Temple yeah, as the favorite. I just think the physicality on the offensive. Again, Temple at home, different animal. I love the way Russo Yeah, playing. Cincinnati had that big win in the opener at UCLA, UCLA. Despite the fact that it was Chip's first game, that's right. still impressive going you know. out to LA and winning that game. But I, I don't think they've been tested. I yeah. think they'll be tested against Temple. They, they're a very confident team, and they got talent across the board. I mean, for Cincinnati's level, you know, they have talent across the board. you Desmond Ritter to be this good? Not this at all. Quickly. Not at all. I think was there, right? Yeah, with yeah. Aiden Moore. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, the head coach is doing a great job over there. Yeah. What, what about the atmosphere? I'm all, I, that's a great stadium. I mean, it really is. You I know, mean, it's it, on campus, it, but Nippert I like that stadium. stadium. It's grown. You know, it's kind of in the ground. If you ever been there, it's like below below yeah. ground. And uh, when I was there, it wasn't that many. If you play Kentucky, Kentucky was our best game because we know he's gonna bring half, even fill half the stadium. So it's, it's grown a lot. But back then, it wasn't very big. Wow. Are they building a new stadium? Because I know they're building a soccer they're, stadium. They're right? adding MLS? on to it. They're adding on to so it. They're building practice it. facilities. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We'll see. What else you got? I think it's a great atmosphere there, personally, now. Now is is definitely good. All right. When we come back, we'll be breaking down the other top 25 games. Keep it where it is. Jolisi, Ritz, Sermonello, Gabe Morenci, and Sam Gorns coming. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Back on college football today, right here on the Fantasy Sports Can't Radio stop and Television. Football, even during the breaks here. That's it. We're rocking and rolling, talking about all the week eight matchups. The DailyRoto.com NBA lineup optimizer is now available. That means you can use the same tools and projections that DailyRoto.com NFL premium subscribers are using to win each week for M- NBA DFS contests. You've heard a lot about the DailyRoto.com NFL DFS optimizer here on the Fantasy Sports Network and how its sub- excuse me subscribers are winning tournament prizes on FanDuel and DraftKings in the thousands, hundreds of thousands, and the seven, yes, seven figures, $1 million winners that they've produced. Well, now you can double your pleasure and cash in on the NBA Daily Fantasy Party 2. If you're playing Daily Fantasy Sports and you aren't using the Daily, Fan- uh, Daily Roto tools, projections, and optimizers, you're doing it wrong. You're at a competitive disadvantage. So go to DailyRoto.com, click on Go Premium, and enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning today. That's DailyRoto.com. Click on Go Premium, enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning today. DailyRoto.com, the site 
where millionaires are made. Yes, millionaires. I didn't check my Mega Millions tickets. So I think it's billions know. now, isn't billions. it? Billions. Who, wh- why make billions when you can make millions? I played one ticket last night. I saw the numbers were not mine. Well, not <laughs> close for me. Actually, that you know what? It. I was telling people last night, if I win, I was actually going to place the largest wager in the history of sports <laughs> wagering. Bet it all? You were no, going to no, bet it all? No, even Let me, it ride. Bet it on Northwestern. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Against Rutgers. Let it ride. $984 million on Northwestern versus Rutgers. <laughs> that, no. Um, Jake Cornegay's head $100 million. One million. No, no. One hundred million. One hundred million. million. It's not the biggest bet. The biggest bet I know of is a $50 million was an Asian soccer bet, uh, World Cup. The Asian syndicates in Macau. Mm. Ah, okay. But no, I was going to wager if I won, if I win $984 million, right. I will bet $100 million on one game. Huh? Ah. So that's what, real quick, guys, if you, win, if you win a billion, what would you do, real quick? Sam? Oh, man, that's great. Quick, real quick, oh, uh, man, just, I don't know, I'll buy a bunch of real estate. Okay, smart. I'd open a coffee shop at the beach. <laughs> that's, a, that, that's, that's my that's real estate. I would dream. start. That's what I want. Our endeavor that we that we're working okay. on. Yes, I would start that. I don't want to pop it out of the hat just yet. You would. You would. Uh, I would go all in on that. I would. I would uh, you would fund it. The whole. I thing. would fund right, the whole cool. thing. I would buy Joe Lisi his dream uh, his dream house in his dream town, Akron, I I Ohio. Well, there you go. You yeah, better right, have right, right on campus. Right next to the. I tell you this. You better have a football field in there. You're gonna move in right next door on me. I thought you were gonna say his dream blazer. No, no, I'll get him a house in Akron. It costs the same. I'll be like Liberace with diamonds on it. Give me a. Diamond oh, one of these red years. Ones. I want well, to let see me it. just say this, man. We were talking uh, during the week. I was at Bally's last week in AC. I was kicking field goals, okay, in the casino. What Watch. do you mean? They have the field goal. Yeah, okay? They have the field goal posts with the football. But there's, there's a ball and there's an upright with a net. Yep. Is, is it, it in the bar? It's, it's in the casino in the sports book in Bally's. So I'm in the Wild West. Oh, listen, people get pissed off and start kicking football. It's like, what's oh, it's better than the kicking net. the dog, the right? Net. It's in a batting cage. Oh, okay, cool, so cool. I, And I was simulating Washington's kicker shanking it to the right against Oregon. I still couldn't believe it. I'm like, just well, how far of a field goal kick? Uh, what it's, can you it's do? It's about 20 feet. What can you do? What have you kicked though before? Like I used to I have fun. I kicked a 35-yarder. On yeah, the that's yeah. as far as I could get too. You know, but that's with I was no going, tee though. That's I got to no 35. Tea. Me too. I was actually I was on a tee because I didn't have I'm a horrible. holder. You know, and it was barely getting there. I couldn't get to 40, and yeah. I couldn't imagine. I didn't have guys like Sam coming in with their hands up. You know, that's tough. Well, here's here's yeah, what. Can you kick a field goal, Sam? You ever no, try and practice no. running? You know what we used to do? We used to put the football on your your toe. Right. And kick it from there because right. without a yeah. T, you used to put it yeah, on your yeah. toe. A makeshift T. I kicked a couple of toes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of kicking a couple of toes, Washington and Colorado, uh, it's going to be very hard, in my opinion, for Washington to bounce back. I mean, this was a It's team. like two drunk guys getting yeah, up was, first, right? This, like, was oh, was to to yeah. Yeah. this was a team that was supposed to be a college football playoff contender. Yeah. And yeah. now you lose to Oregon the way you did in overtime. Now you bounce back to a gutty team in Colorado that's coming off – 31 to 20 loss at, at uh, USC. I still like Steven Montez here. I know Trayvon McMillan's banged up, but I'll still take the 17 points with the Buffaloes on the road in Seattle. I think they're a live dog today. Yeah, Washington's been giving a lot of points all year. I know yeah. earlier this year we talked BYU, about Washington, right? ASU, BYU. Yeah. They're always they always seem to be giving 17. Right. I don't know if it's always warranted. I, th- I think this is one of those cases where it might be only because I think. I think Washington still has something to play for. Really? They're, they're still in contention yeah. for the for the Pac-12 title. Why not? Mean, I know. But, uh, of course, it means something. Yes. Of course. No, I, I'm just they're, saying. They're not at the Ohio State-Clemson level where it's 
playoff or bust. They still want to win that Pac-12 title. And if Oregon stumbles to Washington State like I think they do, Washington is still in the Pac-12 lead. Washington's in the mix, guys. But you're right. They're they're overvalued in the sense that they're going to win the game. They'll probably always be up by 14 or 20, which is a betting man. There's no definitive side here. You know, like, do you trust Colorado? I thought Colorado was a little bit exposed last week, to be honest. Well, not a, not a that. Karen Boulder. Joe mentioned and Trayvon McMillan is not 100%, but LaVisca right. Chenault is not 100%. To right. me, that changes the entire Like, what is surprise you? All Miles Gaskins Joe. Yeah, both running backs. Both their leading running backs. Yes, too. but they still have Ahmed right. in the backfield, too. Well, yeah. but would it surprise yeah. anyone in the room if Washington's defense just suffocated them and no. it was no. sort of a boring no. 28-3 Washington win, right? But here's the thing, That's the direction I'm leaning in, by the way. Perception. You said they're not in the same class as or uh, as Clint. in terms of expectations. Right, but Vegas right. put them there because at the start of the year they had this Power Five bet where they had. Yeah, it was almost out- a sympathy play. Oh, let's feel sorry for the West Coast and give them something. I I, I agree with that. I don't. You think know, Washington are team. very 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 good. They're not great. They're, right. They're not exactly great, right. right. Exactly. exactly. They're they're a, like James right? Franklin said. We're a very good program. We're, we're not, not elite, elite. And, right. and Washington is not elite. Yeah, right we'll now. see. We'll see. It's a three thirty kick. I'm taking the points. I even like them on the money line. I, I, again, I just think emotionally, can they bounce back in a, in a big way? I mean, I'll say the same know, thing about Colorado, though. I would say, you yeah. know, usually like Vegas, their thoughts usually doesn't come into play when you're on the field right. or you're part of the team. It's usually outside perception right. that affects sure. more than the people that's playing the game. Right. We'll see. We'll see how that game plays out. At I think one kick? thing, though, I'll say, and you're right, I don't think players give a crap about the point spread, but in today's day and age, you can't avoid it. That's the truth. That's why outside ESPN, perception. That's ESPN important. didn't talk about spreads before. Right. If you're a kid sitting you're, in your dorm room, you didn't, right. you didn't know. Now, the spreads everywhere. They're giving picks on college game day. Like there's gambling game. We're giving picks. It's it's yeah. it's everywhere. So I think the coaches definitely know the spread. Yeah. We definitely. That's yeah. You guys, yeah, you know. <laughs> that's, the <truth. laughs> that's the truth. When, when you guys look, what was it? When you when you're a coach, you look at a spread. Is it to see what the perception is, or how? You know, what it is you sometimes it's that? not so much the whole staff. It's sometimes it's just an individual coach that might be one of those guys that really pays into the staff. I mean, to the spread. We, t- we all talk about it, but that's as far as it goes. So they'll say, "Hey, guys, they think we're losing by 14. Yeah, right, yeah. So it might be a Maybe guy who says his name is Rich. Tool. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll see. It should be an intriguing game. It's a 3:30 kick. I mean, I love those 3:30 games in Washington. Anyway, great app. One of the Sun best setting over the yeah. lake. Yeah. yeah, Washington and Tennessee with the river over right next to the stadium is unbelievable. I've been to Neyland Stadium. Yeah. Fantastic atmosphere. Check it out. Uh, I think we're in disagreement, but uh, we'll see how that game plays out at 3.30. Turn our attention to an SEC West battle. It's Auburn and Gus Malzahn going up against Luke and the crew with Ole Miss. I mean, Auburn's dominated the series. They won four of the last five by 11 points per game. I was all over Tennessee last week. I think Ole Miss poses a lot of problems for this Auburn defense and secondary, and I'm not sold on Jared Stidham. I said it last week. They're averaging seven yards per pass attempt. How do you bounce back from that loss against Tennessee as well? I don't think you do. Great call I, I don't by you guys, you too. I just want to state, because yeah. remember I rolled my eyes. I believe it was you, you specifically, You always roll Joe. your eyes at me. It's all no, right. No, no, I don't, actually. I'm you, think, you think I I'm do. Immune. You always think I come at you sometime, like I'm always against you. But... I was wrong. I didn't listen. I, I I know Auburn are a train wreck, but I really didn't see that coming. So good, well, good call, right? Yeah, I just want to say and, good and call by both of you. We talked about it as a mindset game that Jeremy Pruitt was still building something, and Auburn was descending. 
I think that applies here as yeah. well because Auburn is sinking further. Now, we've knocked Jared uh, Garantano yeah. at t- the Tennessee quarterback. He was our Offensive Player of the Week at the Maxwell Football Club. Yards, 328. Man. He was one of the cleanest passers of Week 7 against that Auburn defense. Now you go up against Jordan Tiamu and A.J. Brown. Metcalf is out and for the season, but Lodge. they still uh, – Demarcus Lodge, still very talented at wide receiver. So now you have to try to stop that Ole Miss offense. And Ole Miss, this still matters to them. There will be no bowl game oh. this year for Ole Miss. So every SEC game is heightened. I like the Rebels at home because I think Auburn has sort of packed it in at and, this point. And here's the thing. I like the over in this game as well because the only way you have to attack Ole Miss is their secondary is giving up 289 passing yards per game. That's going to take Auburn out of their comfort zone. They can't run the football, right. Sam. They're averaging 156 rushing yards on the ground. When you can't run, you become one-dimensional <laughs> I mean, how does that factor into this? Like we ball? talked about before, you come one dimensional, and the DBs are just we we just, we know the ball is coming. We kind of like because when you one dimensional, not many teams they might have fifty passes in their playbook. They don't run fifty passes per game. They have about ten to fifteen plays. So you start seeing the formations and routes developing before it even happens, and then you it's just party at the ball. I like the over here, uh, Gabe. I I think there's uh, going to be a lot of points, whether Auburn wins or not. I like Ole Miss. I think they put the dagger into Gus Malzahn. And I'll say this as well. He's on the hot seat. Make no mistake about it. The buyout is enormous, though. I know, but what, $38 million? Enormous buyout. Who do they get, though? And the report buy him out. We We talked talked about about it last week. Who do they get? Yeah. What do they get? What what about a coach? I'm not saying this is the coach for Auburn, but we talked about the guy. We were all sort of reaching for somebody. What about Venables? I don't know if he goes to the, to Auburn though. That's I, a great job. It's a great job. How about like, wouldn't, how, wouldn't he be the top guy? How out about of, out our buddy guys? Matt Campbell at Iowa State? Would if he, you, would, if you, would he go? No, to, yes, yes, he would go. I don't think he's ready yet. Quite. He may not be ready. He would take Dave it. Aranda? Ready to be thrown would they in take there. Aranda? Would Aranda uh, be a choice? I listen. A little too I'm, soon for Aranda. If what, I'm, you know, if I'm Auburn, I am yeah, not I know, taking Mike, a coordinator. I need someone with proven head coaching. If you're going up against Nick Saban year in and year out, yeah. you need someone with proven head coaching experience. So you think? And Venables then, is a guy. Ben, it's not Venables. He's no, that's why I said guy, Matt right? Campbell. Yeah. Matt Campbell. That's why I said Matt it's Campbell. It's got to be some coordinator. Yeah, he was in Oklahoma in the past. Head coach has to be a younger head coach in offensive mind, right? Yeah, in offensive mind as well. That's a great point. And we know down the road, not to get ahead of ourselves, but Dabo's. Sweeney most likely is the next head Alabama. coach of Alabama. Right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, he's maybe he's not he's even. He's very happy at Clemson. Yeah. Very he's, happy. He's Until Nick Saban's not there anymore, and he slides into the ultimate post. It's going to be And then he pulls a Scott hard. Frost Auburn's and goes back to his alma mater. Right? Auburn's in a tough spot. You know how they are. My I don't trust them. I'm done with Terry, these guys. I'm Terry done with the Bowden Tigers. Was thirteen and zero his first year. They ran him out of town. What are yeah. they yeah. playing for? You just talk about teams not playing for. What are Auburn playing for right now? Nothing. Nothing. Jared Stidham's stock is dropping. Well, let's. Uh, this is perfect for sin. Do you play for pride? Because I mean, now we see the landscape in college football. Guys like Nick Bosa. Hey, I'm worried about me. There's no more team mentality in, 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 in the millennial days of college football. Yeah, it's not like it used to be where you play and you try to do the right things for your organization. It's more, people are playing for themselves now. They're thinking yeah. about the next level, thinking about how much money they can make, which is not a bad thing. Right. But you used to hide it better in the past. Look now at Bosa at Ohio State. He's, he's, he got injured. He said, I'm out. He's yeah, doing what's best I'm for him. ready, but I'm not trying to get ready for the Rose Bowl. Right. I'm getting ready for the NFL draft. Right. They're comparing $30 million to one college football game. That's, that's kind of... And here's the thing. When, you, when you're in the state of Alabama, and every day you open the paper, and you see Nick Saban, 
You see Tua. You see Jalen Hurts. They're in the media. Every you, right. you pop on ESPN. There's a 30, 30 minute segment, a, a show now. Being they interviewed Tua during Monday Night Football halftime show. Exactly. So That's the NFL point. team. So who you, you lose this game? He's feeling the pressure. The kids are feeling the pressure because I can tell you that you go down the street in Auburn, they're they're hearing it from every fan on the street. I happened to be in Alabama once the day after the Super Bowl. So it was the day after the Super Bowl. Uh, I had the local newspaper. You know what was on the front page of the paper? Not the Super Bowl. Local uh, recruiting battle. Yeah. Oh. Alabama-Auburn Alabama. recruiting yeah. battle. Day after the Super right. Bowl. And it was where this quarterback kid, I forget, it was 2001, 2002 era. 2003, actually, where, where he was going. We got a ton of live movement, guys. Uh-oh. And I, it's almost like people are fading me. It's like they know what I want to take. LSU, they're fading all of us. LSU were down to five and a half. Wow. Uh, one wow, full I don't point. understand that. How about this? That's a hot Clemson game in up Vegas. To 18. That's a hot game in Vegas. So in which Clemson direction? up to 18. Oh, Miss State. So who's taking Clemson up to 18? Is this Johnny Public saying, oh, I'll take Clemson to blow them out? To move a game a half point at this time, it takes some money. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody I, bet Clemson. I, here's the thing I think about Mississippi State. I think they look at the game against Auburn. They look at last year's game. I don't think people believe in LSU, Joe. There's that constant belief that huh? LSU are not it could good. could be, though, game. I still hear, I, I take calls and stuff. Chirbor, Joe Burrow sucks. Their offense sucks. They're scoring 32 points a game. Because in today's college football, unless you're completing 71% of your passes right. and playing like a, an EA sports yeah. type of offense, yep. you're not a good quarterback. Right. That's a good way and to we it. all know, <clears throat> being around the game, that as long as you're a good game manager and don't turn the football over, it doesn't matter if you complete 54% of your passes. If you're putting your team in a position to score points, that's what you Can want. Can you scramble for a third down? How do you do on third down conversion? Are you a How leader? Are you leading the huddle? Are you a yeah. leader? Another right? thing that's scary for the people is you think about it around this time every year. LSU loses, regardless of what they are doing. Yeah, around yeah, this time, yeah. night game just seems like LSU is going to lose at some point, a game that we don't expect them to lose. You're right. LSU will normally lose to an – they'll play down to the level of opposition. No matter who the head coach is. But I think Mississippi State are good enough that yes. LSU aren't. Oh, yeah. And in past games and results, right. I think LSU Well, last year, a prime that. example. I don't think they're looking past Mississippi State. They lost 37-7. No, they got – they got burnt, yes. blown out on yeah, the yeah. interior line. That the Arden Key played. Did he play in? I think he did play in recall. that game. Don't I recall. think he did. But that front seven of LSU got worn down by a big physical offensive line, yep. and Nick Fitzgerald and that crew ran all over them. So again, I think it does factor matchups. Uh, when you look at Mississippi State defensively, too, a very underrated defense are holding opposing offenses 116 rushing yards per game. Good. So now, if LSU becomes one dimensional, they're going to have to convert on third downs, mm-hmm. and that's that. Ultimately, that Here will you. dictate who wins the game. But for me, I still think it's LSU under the lights in Baton Rouge. As long I like as a more at five and a half, and, I, and not only that, plus nine in turnover margin when you Eight. force turnovers, especially at home. You put your team in a position to score points, so we'll see how that game plays out. I want to uh, duck in this game, ACC battle, Duke and Virginia quick. Virginia's won the last three games by 9.6 points per game, picked up this win 28-21 to last year, coming off a very emotional win over Miami. There's no hangover. This is one of my best bets of the day. I love the Cavs over Duke later today, Rich. Uh, like the Cavs, don't love them. Love I'm a em. big Duke fan, was on Duke last week. They took care of me against Georgia right. Tech, and I think they'll continue to play well. I, I think Duke is a, is a contender at this point to win the ACC Coastal. Solid defense. 
The only thing that concerns me about Virginia is one-dimensional. They don't have that passing game. Bryce Perkins more of a runner. Jordan Ellis has done a good job on the ground. And Bronco continues Fantastic, to coach up John. that defense. On the road this year, 0-2, did not play particularly well against Indiana. NC State, I, though. It's 7.5. It's more than a touchdown. I'll it's down, take it's the down points. To six, almost down to 6 Ooh, now. Makes me nervous. I'll take the points, but this, yeah, this should be a competitive game. I like game. them outright. I, again, I think you're seeing the big number because of the hangover effect. So that's why I'll I, defer to you gentlemen on this one since you guys have been so good well, with Duke. Well, we're coming into break. Hold, hold on. When we come back, we'll get our best bets for 12 o'clock. Keep it where it is. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. Wow, we're rocking and rolling into week number eight. Joe Lisi, Rich Sermonello, Gabe Morenci, and former New York Giant and Cincinnati Bearcat. Sam Gorns talking about all the ACC and Big 12 action. We're talking about Duke and Virginia. This is one of my best bets for 12 o'clock and the day. I love the Cavaliers here, guys. I know the hangover could possibly handcuff this team, but I still love what Bronco Mendenhall is doing. This is a team in 4-2 and two overall. Duke is 5-1. and one. I mean... This is a critical battle within the conference. I think ACC the ca- Coastal's wide open. Wide open. I yeah. think I think Virginia wins this game. I say ten points or more. I think I think so they're double the digits. Team. Both double these teams digits. have been mon- both these teams have been money makers. They're a combined nine and three against the spread. Yeah. Virginia five and one ATS. Meanwhile, the Dukies are four and two. Um, you guys have had a very good handle on this Duke Blue Devil team, mm. and I've been on, I've been a day late dollar short with this team. Richie's got a better better feel with Duke. I than think the I number's have. an accurate one. I can see Duke winning by six. Yeah, I think Duke win this game that. by six to away. seven points, right around yeah. the number. Like yeah, that. I, that's think, why I, I think the number is being reflected because they beat Miami last week, Virginia. Now they have to go on the road. The market so. doesn't know how to read Virginia, Joe. The market thinks yeah. Virginia's bad well, to win a game, and that's why this. Was but a they've team. struggled on the road. They're Believe a better it. team at home. Yeah, but let's. Let, I agree. They're zero two on the road, but they lost. Who 20. was the other loss? It was it was NC State. 35-21, they played State, well. Yeah, I, forgot about I mean, that. we can't. I mean, this is a team in NC State that has. A and they lost fight. by four at Indiana, and then yeah. fourteen to NC right, State. But Indiana, okay. let's be honest, Indiana's, Indiana, okay. Indiana's pretty good, solid. I mean, they're a physical team, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So we'll see how that game plays out. We'll talk about Temple and Cincinnati. I like Temple here again. Mm. I like the way line Rachel's movement playing. here, guys. Too line movement. It was three. What's the weather? It's down raining out here. Is the weather? Does weather affect it, Sam, in terms of we know snow, you know, it's better for the Well, it depends who you are. What about a wet track? It depends who you are. I've been around teams that have great offenses that throw the ball up and down the field, and you know if you get bad weather, that's nothing. You can't count on those points as a defensive player. So it definitely comes into play. It's fine, right? It's going to be raining tomorrow or cloudy tomorrow. But right now, it's zero chance participation, 10 miles an hour. To me, wind is the biggest impact on teams to throw the football, right? Right. And if you have a good defense, you know that it's in your favor as well. So to me, it favors you. 
So no, it's sunny, sunny in Philadelphia. And, and that's another thing, Luke Fickle. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle, resist, Rich. Luke Fickle has done the same type Spot of job him. that Mendenhall has done at Virginia. Oh yeah, he's coached up the offense and defensive lines from a physicality right. perspective, and that's something that was lacking under Tommy Tuberville. Right. Uh, well, one thing about this team, a lot of people are picking Temple, but to me, if you think about it, Cincinnati has the number four ranked defense in the, in NCAA, and they only give up thirteen point seven points a game. Temple cannot play offense; they're not very good on offense, so. I'm, I'm trying to figure out where they're going to get the points from. Yeah, we'll see. I, I don't. It's not one of my best plays. I like Temple here. I think they win. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I, I think it's low scoring, though. It, it just, reminds me. I, 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 I'm with you. I like Temple. Don't love the yeah. game. I still need to see more from Cincinnati. Cincinnati. It reminds me a little bit of our Colorado discussion last week. Colorado, USC. I loved USC, and the main reason was was Colorado was undefeated. Right. Oh, their opponents were five and twenty-two. Right. I think Cincinnati's. FBS opponents are 10 and 21. Yeah, right. So similar situation. Listen, if they go to Philadelphia and beat a physical Temple team, then you know what? We got to seriously start yeah, talking about right. these guys as AAC contenders. Yeah, we have about 15 minutes left before the 12 o'clock. So I'm we all have my, a lot of best bets. Yeah, I'm, we, go, we I'm going start Michigan. Double digits over Michigan Joey Double State. D. Joey Double, Double D. D. And uh, Higdon <laughs> and Evans, you're going to be laughing at me later. You're going to be going, Joey, no, I'm you a Michigan right. fan. TCU upset City with the eight, the Ooh. seven and a half over Oklahoma. And my Virginia Cavaliers, I'm not backing down now, 300 to one to start the year to win the ACC. But they'll be catching points the rest of the year. Bryce Perkins and the crew get it done on the road in Durham, Rich. Yeah, let me rip off my 12 rip o'clock games. Uh, I, I like Army. I, I like Actually, I like both military academies. We're only talking 12 o'clock. I like Army against Miami of Ohio. Miami of Ohio has no experience against a triple option. Kelvin Hopkins is doing a great job of running it for Army. Blew out Buffalo a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Blew out San Jose State last week. Army headed in the right direction. I think that continues laying seven and a half. Uh, I- I'm sticking on Iowa. Iowa yeah. has been good to me. I don't understand this line. Again, Vegas sometimes knows more than we Wins. do. Wins. Wins. Game is smiling like a Cheshire cat well, over I, there. I, I agree Iowa with laying 10. Here's the reason why, guys. Maryland does one thing well. They run the ball. Their passing attack is 124th in the country. 120 they, yards a game. Yeah, they're not throwing the ball. All they do, can do is run it. Nobody's running the ball against Iowa, number one. Number two, Nate Stanley, who was off to a slow start in September, doing a phenomenal job in October, really feeding it to his tight ends. Iowa's rolling downhill. I'm not getting in the way of that locomotive, laying just 10 I like Iowa. And finally, I'll go ahead with Joe. Oklahoma is one of my best bets of the day. I just don't see it. I haven't seen anything from TCU that leads me to believe they can keep up with that Oklahoma offense, well-rested, motivated, ready to make a run at a Big 12 title. I like the Sooners. Yeah, here's the thing, Gabe. I know a lot of people in Vegas, they, they think, I think, Maryland's this elite team. They were 4-8 and eight last year. Right. They got beat up on the interior by the better teams in the Big 10. And just because there's wind at 33 miles an hour, that justifies the line coming from 13 down to eight and a half, seven and a half, and DJ Durkin coming back? You know what's amazing, actually? I like the Terps in this oh, spot. Mm. I like the Terps. A best bet or no? It has made the best bet list. Oh, my God. It has made the bet bets uh, list. As you guys Why, mentioned. Though? What do you see I think in it's Maryland? going to be a physical, low-scoring football but game. But Maryland's not physical. And the Mar- Maryland Terrapins, what they've shown me the resiliency this year. I don't know how they've done it. You know, they went into Michigan. They hung around. They were hanging around in the first quarter in that game, Joe. The wheels started to fall off as the game went on. This Terp team has some nice skill position talent. Uh, I think they've got some talent in the interior. I think they're going to be able to slug uh, and battle with Iowa. It's one of these weird matchups, too. Uh, Maryland's 2-0 and against the spread the last two times they played against the Iowa Hawkeyes. 
I've been dead wrong on Iowa, guys. And this is, I'm not going to lie to you. This is one of these games where I'm like, I don't know why I'm doing this. Like, I, I don't know why I'm doing this. Like, <laughs> like a date gone bad or something. Yeah, no, yeah. it's like I know what I'm doing. It's like signing a check, and I'm like, I can't afford this. It's going to bounce. It's like I'm signing a check that's going to bounce so here. So why would you – Why you say it yourself. Are you going to go to the window and back Maryland for, for – that's going to be the one game you're going to go – I with. already clicked it. Oh, my God. Clicked. He clicked it's it. done. Here's the thing. I mean, here's the thing. I picked Iowa right, to start of the year to win the, the best division, too. So that, that's not one of them. Right. We've got it up on the screen here. So let's, let's go Michigan yeah. State. Michigan State plus the points. Maryland Terrapins plus the points. Iowa win by seven, six or seven points. Alabama and Tennessee, Tennessee over to number 57 and a half. This one's intriguing. Where's Pruitt from? He's one of Saban's guys. Saban generally doesn't run the score up on one of his boys. Um, but I got a total of 57 and a half. With a team that averages 56 points a game. I'm going to take the over in that football game. This is a number, guys, I don't understand. We'll talk about it in, in the third hour of the show. I don't. UCLA should be favored by 10 points against anybody. That's your guy. Well, that, that has, been going, your, that has been going up. In a, how, how much has that line gone up Khalil since Sunday? Khalil Tate's out. Yeah, Khalil that's Tate's right. out. So what? Yeah. Khalil Tate's been all hyped this year. Yeah. Can it be oh, any Chip worse? Chip Kelly, everybody loves Chip Kelly. Got his first win. They think yeah, the yeah, two weeks ago, they wanted to bag him. Now, you know, they want him in a body bag. Now, now, uh, they love now him. they're laying 10 with him. UCLA should be laying 10 points. NC State's up to 18 right now. LSU's down to five and a half. People are fading us like crazy. I love those last two picks. By and then the way. USC Trojans yes. plus the points. Rick, mm. We're on the same side. On the same side. Yes, baby. Me and the the Canuck. Gabe Marenzi, I love it. Let's all grab hands and sing Kumbaya. And the pedigree of the plus seven. I like what Daniels is doing. Love those wide receivers. I'm not receivers sold on Utah. We'll get into that later. On who? On, the, on Utah. I'm not sold on that. No. I mean, what, Huntley's I, played a couple of good games. Well, so let's, what? Let's get back to Iowa quickly. I picked them at the start of the year to win the Oh, division. an added pick. Sorry, guys. Just yeah. for all the degenerates out there. I'm adding a bunch of picks here for the... Uh, <laughs> the scroll. Yeah, yeah. Just keep scrolling. Scroll. Just scroll the board. For, uh, for the 12 o'clock. I'm laying the points with Northwestern. Okay. So uh, they, I'm going to lay the 20 with Northwestern. Taking Temple on the money line, minus a buck 40. And uh, I'm with you. Um, I say the Oklahoma Sooners roll and win a high-scoring game. It's going to be one of these 51, 38, 48, 37. That'll work. Yeah, high-scoring, Sooners win and cover, added picks. Well, let's give some 12 o'clock picks that that we haven't talked about. Like Wisconsin, I think, steamrolls Illinois. They haven't covered at home, if I'm not mistaken, at all this year. Can't figure out Wisconsin. They have not been a good cover team this year. No, but this is a game, I mean, if you're going to cover, it's going to be the week after you give up 320 yards to Michigan. Let's stay away, folks, because I don't know where where Wisconsin's head is uh, after last week's shellacking at the hands of Michigan. How about about, uh, North Carolina-Syracuse? That's 12-20 game. North Carolina, that's North Carolina, a game I Syracuse. can't take North Carolina. I, yeah, I, w- I would take Syracuse. I, I like Syracuse. Off the break. Minus eight in turnover margin. I, like I know Syracuse they stepped well. up. Yep. Great. You had North Carolina last week. I watched that game. Great pick by you. With, and thank you for bringing up turnover margin. That just uh, rang an alarm bell. Maryland Terrapins, fifth in the country mm. in turnover margin and number one You're in the Big Ten. You're still trying to pitch Maryland. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Stay with me. Yes, like, that's how serious I am. I did not take the game. Come on, Maryland. Put it this way. I'm going to watch that game. On the computer. That's not even going to be a game I'm watching today. So you're all in on the Terps. We'll see how that game plays out. Is it a 12 o'clock kick or a yeah. 30? It is. Yeah. 12, yeah, 12 o'clock. Kick. I think it's 12, yeah. I'm, I'm a little off with all my times here. Um, it's got a strange. Yeah, Michigan and Michigan State right off the board at 12 o'clock, right yeah, out of the gate. So that's good. That's a great. I love when they come right out of Oklahoma, the Oklahoma TCU, same thing. Yeah, perfect. 12 o'clock. Well, we'll be, uh, I'll be reporting a TCU update 
uh, Sean Robinson oh, to Rager. Boy. 46-yard touchdown. It doesn't pass. matter. With that Oklahoma offense, you're never, you're never yeah. far behind from True. covering. The game Probably hasn't kicked off. Six wins. game hasn't kicked off yet. At least he's got touchdown passes touchdown, going here. Yeah. Joey, double digits. Uh, again, I'll say this. I like the over in LSU. I know it doesn't look that way. But I think LSU, if they get up and a chance to step on Mississippi State's throat, they're going to do it. Again, I'm not sold as well. I mean, when you force three and out, Sam, and that's the one thing from a defensive perspective, it invigorates your offense to know that you're going to get a short field. Yeah, you know the offense, they want to be on the field. And defense, we have one goal, that's to get the ball back to the offense as soon as possible. So when you do that, everybody's happy. Offense is on the field, defense is on, on the bench, catching their breath, so you go back out there and do it again. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, you like the over in that matchup? He's <laughs> engrossed. He's still – he's clicking – Maryland first half, Maryland <laughs> second half. Over a couple, Mar- a couple of Maryland minutes away. total points for the game. We're, we're a couple of minutes in. What game? What's the total? LSU. It's forty six and a half. I. Believe. You're always forcing totals on me, Joe. You like You're the total? I know. Or? You do that to me too. He does I'm all like, the time. I, I don't give think a pick. under over too much. Yeah, yeah it happens all the time, Rich. We it's give a too, pick. It's, what about the total? It's yeah, like, it's I didn't give too. A total as a pick. To me, it's too unpredictable. It's too wacky. I'll go over, I, Joe. If I had to, over. Yeah, if it hits me, I I, I have an under over. But yeah, I I like picking the games. I, I like if I don't have a feel in a game. I didn't know we had to give a total pick too for every game we give. You don't have to. How about first half totals? All right, we got a couple minutes here. We'll do a last blast here, too, before 12. Any games that we missed? All right, Pittsburgh Brew says he likes Maryland as well. For the record, Teddy covers our boy Ted Savransky. He's on the Maryland Terrapins. Um, All right, guys, any last-second games, uh, let us know, and uh, we'll we'll get to your last-second games. I got a lot of early action here. Ty Story not playing for Arkansas. 12 o'clock game against Tulsa, lined open at 3.5. Up to seven, it'll be I'm Kelly. I'm glad you brought that up. I, I kind of well, like Arkansas in this, yeah, in this spot. I don't like the game. I don't, like I don't love the game, but I like Arkansas. Yeah. Tulsa just cannot beat an FBS opponent right now. Arkansas trending in the right direction. Should not have blown that game against Ole Miss last week. Um, Arkansas should have gotten the victory for Chad Morris. Didn't happen, yeah. but I think they do that against Tulsa today. Yeah, Three North, and a half is too low of a line. Northwestern Rutgers. 50 down to 48 and a half. Again, I like the I would take the over there. How about the total over. on the Rutgers Northwestern game, Gabe? What do you got? I like the over. Uh, Rutgers, As it is now, it's 48 and a half. Yeah. It's pretty low. I'm not forcing anything. I don't want to end up like Jimmy Hoffa well, in tell, the end zone over there, you know? Tell, Still well, there. Exactly. The, 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 the total in, I'm laying in, 20 points. I'm laying total, 20 points the, for the, Northwestern. The, the total in Iowa. Uh, dropped nine points. So it's it 44 and a half now. I saw, I see 42, 43. 44 and a half is current. All right, maybe maybe it popped back up. It got down to his low. I'm all 42. over Nate Stanley today. Uh, he's one Me of the, When you look at the quarterbacks in the Big Ten, I mean, we talk about Haskins, rightfully so. But, I mean, he's quietly having a. You know who's sneaking up? We'll get to this game in a right. bit. David Blau. Your boy Blau. He is. Little boy Blau. He's got, but he's got, he's got more. He's got DJ Knox and Markel, uh, DK, uh, DJ Knox, excuse and me. Ron and Ron Moore. Moore. Does Nebraska Ron get it? We got a couple of minutes here. We're getting yes, it. Oh, yes, yes. Nebraska, Nebraska, Nebraska is breaking out in a big way today. They're getting they their first win. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. I don't yes. trust them. I, don't yes. trust I think they will, too. They're going to get a win, Sam? I think they're going to win this I week. I can't yeah. take a team that hasn't won Lane Wood. I just can't. I just can't do it. The way they lost that ball game last week. It's a little different, though. It's against a, it's against a better Northwestern team this on was the, the road. Game. This was the game you and I driving in the car last year. Yeah, we almost and killed Minnesota each other. put up a fifty spot with yep. Dimery Croft yes. running all over that. Where defense. where uh, Dimery Croft uh, transferred? Do we know where out. he's winding up? Uh, or no? I think he went local, but like a community okay. school. I got to double I check. I could see him with we Willie Fritz's Buffalo Bulls here. This is another twelve o'clock game. 
I got to get in on the Bulls, but it's at I Toledo. would take Buffalo. I would take Buffalo. All right, we're getting asked. Joe? I, I told you I like Toledo. I Sam? Who's, who's that starting Buffalo outside linebacker Toledo? for Buffalo? That's what I want to know. Who's the starting outside linebacker for Not Buffalo? Cleo Hodge. Hodge. Yeah, okay, Cleo so. Hodge. They actually got a new kid, though. A new kid's pretty good. What's his name, Rich? Well, you're taking, uh, I don't know. You're taking Buffalo? I'm leaning Buffalo here. I can't uh, bet every game, though. Sam, uh, Sam were there schools? North Texas with, and UAB. Oh, I love UAB at home. Yeah, I love UAB at home in that North game. Texas and UAB. Joe? I, I lean UAB. I don't like the finesse of... Big Bill North Clark Te- fan. You know what? One thing I'll bring up, guys. North Texas giving up 95 rushing yards. I want to bring this game. up, actually. So last week, there were 49 games. Mm-hmm. 34 of them went under the number. Okay. 34 and 15 to the under. Well. And I don't know if you recall. Remember, we were talking about North Texas and I mean Green last week. Every game and I was said under. they're 0-6 to the under. They went under again last week. Wow. They went under again last that's week. That's because Vegas Every game. How do we 70? not take it then under, guys? And we're leaving it on the table. Every game, the North Texas Mean Green, every game has gone under the You number. know why? Because their defense is a lot better this year. They're it's giving it's up, they're much giving, improved. Giving up and Mason Fine has not been nine. 100%, but you're right, though, Joe. That North, that North Texas uh, defense, defense has been better than very expected underrated. this year. And this, it's, I'm curious 52 to see. 52 and a half right Curious now. to see that matchup against UAB because you, you have a blue-collar team with Bill Clark and yes. UAB. Head-style offense. You know, he, I think he's a great quarterback. I think he's going to be about an this, NFL guys? guy. The UAB Blazers? Five unders, one over on the season. Wow. We're a combined 12 and one of the under. Well, you know what? That brings us back hey, to it. Hey, add that to the best bets. Just uh, imagine there's under like a North Texas on the screen and UAB. There. You know, we're talking about coaches for Auburn. Right. Bill how Clark. How about Bill Clark? Mm. How about Bill Clark? Yeah, that's a He's good, right that's, in Birmingham. That's a perfect fit because yeah. you, he resurrected that program. I mean, twice now. I mean, what maybe that's a never lost it's his... a bit of a reach because obviously it's a huge step up to go from Conference USA to, to the throw. SEC. No but what are you going to give him? Two and a half, five, three million? You wouldn't. Oh, have I'm to sure. Pay him. I'm sure it'd be more than that. Think so? For that level of job, it'd have to be closer to four million. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we talked about it on last week uh, on the ride home. I mean, Les Miles was maybe does he go to Auburn? I mean, if they want him, he's not an Auburn guy. Why isn't Les Miles a head coach right now? Oh no, that's a good question. I think about all the time like. I think there's like a negative energy around him. I don't know. I don't want to sound like 2018 kid, but it sounds like it seems like that's what it is because he was a good coach. Oh yeah, LSU played well. They might went ten and one, ten and two, lost a couple of games they're not supposed to lose, but they always went ten and one, ten and two. Not a lot of coaches that went double digits uh, in the SEC oh, on the early. You know, what, pair, pair him digits. up with a quality offensive coordinator because offense was the problem in Correct. Baton Rouge. Pair him with a quality offensive coordinator. I think somebody should hire. Think about all the great receivers that came out of that oh, program. My God. Yeah. Why haven't year they? Per- after year. Why didn't they perform well, in college? Yeah. Well, here's the thing with Les Miles. We know he wants to run the football and work off a of play action pro style. And, and when that happens, no quarterback wants to go there. Right. And not, number one, That's number a good two, point, Sam. no, no AD or fan base wants that in today's co- landscape of college football, unless you're Nick Saban. So we'll see. When we come back, we'll be breaking down the other games. Keep it where it is.